0: Well, we are and back. And welcome to... Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Bummer. Also, Jensen's Jess, voice, you take it. Jensen's voice you is going to be it. out of control here. He's hand-holding an enormous broadcast mic. Um, so the plosives are going to be just no, irreconcilable.
1: My my, um, my in my lifetime producers can handle my levels in all, and out. All
0: I know is the whole world's going to just just damaged all of their hearing and their speakers with your intro overdub there, but that's fine. It's fine. Uh, Welcome to what can only be called... uh, I don't know if impromptu is the word, but um, it's certainly uh, unscheduled, unprepared, the grab (laughs) bag. Are any of them
1: really scheduled? Are any of our episodes truly scheduled? I think we've had two where it's like, hey, Tuesday cool, let's do Tuesday. Most of the time, I'd we FaceTime each other. I'd more often than
0: not, we've, we've at least had some idea of when we're going to record. Or what but, we're going to talk about. <laughs> or what we're going to talk about. But we are in the dog days. I just don't feel like sports-focused at the moment. Sure. Um, we were talking... Look, Jens, I was about to school you on the dew point, uh, and I feel like I the listener really could benefit from this. This was a revelation in my weather appreciation in my thirties. When you're um, so done, you're done with this. I also sorry. have a re, a weather uh, revelation. I'll let a you go weather- first. Though. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Actually, to hear this, yeah. I love a good weather rev. A little yep. a little precipitation rev. What you got for me?
1: What's it have to do Look, with the Jensen, dew point? So
0: here's here's the big lie you've been told your whole life that Finland exists. Yeah. <laughs> No, we got actually got independent confirmation that Finland does exist. Jessica oh. <laughs> Jessica McGowan, our dear sister-in-law, yeah. um, made a point to tell me that she has, in fact, visited Finland. Oh, she has? Okay.
1: It exists. Well, I've
0: never trusted Jess, we have, to, to be fair. Let's so, take that up with her uh, later this year. We'll figure it uh, out. But she is an eyewitness reporter of Finland. Her and Laurie Markkinen are vouching for Finland's existence and the oh, you biathlon. To Finland's uh, a big biathlon proponent. Oh. So, didn't you do a triathlon? Isn't I that on your resume? Exceptionally unrelated to a biathlon, though. Yeah, well, they um, sound similar. I really thought do. About you'd that, you'd think you'd think they'd have more correlation, but in fact, it would be hard to come up with ways for them to be less correlated. In factly. <laughs> Um, in
1: fa- wow! Okay,
0: factly—that's a—that's di- a new word. That's how—that's yeah. how, that's is that how that this, different they are
1: between the word fact and factly, and triathlon and biathlon. The correlation is the same.
0: It's they it don't exactly exist. The uh, yeah, for those, for those on un- <laughs> aware, the biathlon is cross-country skiing and shooting a gun. Uh, uh, the triathlon is swimming, biking, and then running. I want to stay uh,
1: on triathlon for a second.
0: Yeah, Would you do it again? So here's, you know, I don't want to oversell the listeners. I have not done what most people associate with triathlons, which is an Ironman. Uh, an Ironman is for people who have potential, like, actual insanity in their- Mental illness, yeah. Yeah, mental yeah. illness is possible. Uh Because yeah. the tri- the Ironman triathlon involves swimming for, I think it's around two miles, which is a two miles in and of itself- um, then you get on your bike and you bike 128 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the furthest I've ever cycled at any sort of like effort pace is 60 miles. And that was mm. enormously difficult and took me about four hours. Um, maybe it was more than four hours. I think it was more than four hours to do 60 miles on the bike. And then after you have biked 124 miles, you get off that bike after swimming two miles, biking 124 miles, and then you run a marathon at the end <laughs> the, of all that. The running the marathon, the, part, the marathon at the tail insane. end of that is the real kicker. It's um, in, it is insane. My, it's not my, like hey, you bike you bike 125 miles and then do a 5k. It's like nope, do a marathon. Yeah, you're you're not just like let me go
1: for a quick jog. It's another three to four hours of you just jogging if
0: you're at a decent pace yeah Yeah,
1: five probably five hours um our friend and dear listener spencer i keep bringing him up but he keeps being related to all these stories his father-in-law has done an ironman at least one ironman every year most i think the most he's done the year is three it's uh for the past. Spencer, you can factor me. I'm in a ballpark. It's like five years. It might be longer than that. And I was talking to him about it at their baby shower a that, couple weeks it, that's ago.
0: That's an enormous... That is just an incredible streak of hating your body. Like, it's <laughs> genuinely bad for, your, like, your body. Like, the amount of, like, 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 damage, like, potentially it can do to your knees i was trying to give a different word but just like the amount of <laughs> impact on your knees knee damage does. i love it no, josh is it's concerned like, out here about the knee damage dude it's a real sure. thing you it's know a real hey, thing.
1: my liver is getting damaged you know relatively That's consistently so. you've been
0: on a hot streak of liver damage so <laughs> maybe the knees is the better option for you
1: yeah uh, let me go let me go knees internally i'll be doing better but i was talking to him about it, and i asked him kind of in in a similar sort of vein like hey man why? Why do you do this? And he's like, I just try to beat myself every single time. He's like, I'm not racing against anybody else. He's like, I just try to beat my own time every single, cause he's like the people that are like Olympic qualifying times or world, world qualifiers or world regionals, wherever they go to, you know, competitively race Ironmans. He's like, they are in like four classes above me, but I just do it to try to best myself every single time. And it is one of the most impressive things that does not interest me at all.
0: No, I just, I, I really just think I don't have the mental fortitude required. It's really the running part that, that completely dissuades me from even like trying to train for it. I hate running. Yeah. Um, I just like something about it. Like my, I just like get so bored so fast Mm -hmm. that just like, I hate it. Or like biking, I actually genuinely enjoy. Like, I'll go for a two-hour bike ride, and I just, I just kind of get into a rhythm. I like it. It's fun. I think the exercise is good. I don't mind swimming that much, but running, I'm like running a mile. I'm like, oh my gosh, this has to have been like ten miles by now. Like, this is ridiculous. Like it, just, it
1: feels like it takes a really long time, and I if if you just feel hate the, the running, pain in like every stride. It's just <laughs> like, the worst.
0: Yeah. So I've done two triathlons, but they are the oh. short. They are the shorter of the triathlon distances, shortest I suppose. Me the, to say. Give, me, give me the distances. Uh, so I did technically. All right. So I want to say it was an 800 meter swim. Which okay. I forgot well, how many laps in a can pool. Can you use that our is. metric like a,
1: system? That'd be
0: awesome. If you. It, <laughs> I don't know that for whatever reason. They, well, because like the pool at, that you would swim in is usually like a 25 meter pool, so it's. So four, like four lengths of that would be 100. So then it would be four times. Oh, so like 40 200. lengths of a pool or no. What would that be? I don't know. 80 lengths of a pool is an 80, an 800 I'll, meter. I'll no, that's not. That math doesn't work line. out. No. Well, a 25 meter. So four lengths would be 100 meters. And so do four times eight. There we go. That's the math I was looking for. So 32 lengths of the pool. It's not that long. 800 meter swim so there Uh, are
1: just over 1600 meters in a mile so it's a half mile swim
0: so uh, there you go but a half mile swim uh and then it was a 24 mile bike i want to say for the first one and then the second one was a shorter bike and it was only like 18 or 20 miles in the second one and then a 5k at the end so you're doing three Mm. three and a half mile or three point whatever 3.1 miles at the end much more doable Much more. It's still a nice like fitness school to work, dude. Like it's absolutely. I think most people could like suffer through each of those things if they like tried to do it tomorrow. You would like physically be able to do it, but it it is a difficult thing to do. It usually takes about two hours or so, or a little under two hours of just kind of like constant exertion. Like it's yeah, yeah, and so like and you're like when I would do them, I would like I wasn't trying to just get through it. Like I was trying to do each leg of it quickly, kind of a thing. Man, that was uh, that was the triathlon. Thing. Well, done that me, twice, and it was a blast. But let's get back to the no, important unre- things at hand. Unrelated, unrelated. Okay, what okay. Was, what, wait. What unrelated the... to both triathlons and dew points. No, I was going to ask you what was the dew point on the okay. day of your triathlon <laughs> okay, great, great, okay, great. All right, here, Dennis. Yeah. This is my weather revelation as a middle-aged adult. The humidity percentage—that <laughs> is the so like old, commonly known. Percentage that you get like, oh, it's 80% humidity out there. Oh, it's you know right. More often than not, when it feels like oppressively humid out there, out there in the in the world. Strong um, word. I like it. The percentage of the actual humidity might only be it might say like 60% or you know. 70% and then you could go outside on that given day and it could say that it was 90% humidity and it could feel really nice because the percentage of that humidity, that like number, that like relative humidity number means nothing basically. The number that means everything, Jensen, is the dew point okay. and the dew point is the, let's see if I can do this off the top of my head correctly, but it is basically.
1: Well, we crushed meters, so I think we can do this. I know. I'm, I think I. I think I said that
0: an 800 <laughs> meter swim
1: was like 80 laps in a pool, which was like. Definitely not. I still fine. also, if that's correct, it's still not helpful. Like, I don't know how to quantify it. You never swung, you never swung, like, no, oh, like, in a like,
0: okay, 80 laps of all right, pool, so half but, a mile. So, our yep. parents' house, take a right, head towards <laughs> Lucas, swim all the way to Lucas Road, half mile to Lucas. Super specific. Aaron Payais, if you're listening, you'll understand. He, he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. Uh, okay. So, the dew point is basically the humidity relative to the actual temperature outside. So mm. when it gets... So here's an example. If it's 50 degrees outside, the dew point... And basically, the dew point is like the moisture density of the air. Yeah, and yeah. so anything... And the basically, the number you need to know is anything below 55 is going to feel great. Um, so anything below... I'm Googling it to just make sure you guys. So basically, 55 and below feels great outside. 56 to 60 feels okay. So if it's 60 degrees outside, it can be 100% humidity and it's still going to feel okay because that dew point at most is going to be still 60, even if it's 100% of the relative humidity, right? That all makes sense. But when it's 90 degrees out Mm -hmm. and if it's a 70% humidity day, that dew point is going to be I think it's you know, whatever that math works out to. It could be like in the 70s. And basically anything over 60, let's see, what is this? What does my handy chart say? Anything over 60 starts to feel uncomfortable. And anything mm. over 70 is like miserable. So when you're looking at a forecast, you actually want to know what the dew point's gonna be. Because if the dew point's over 60 and like it's gonna start feeling humid out, and if it's over 70, it's gonna suck. And so okay. Okay. That's why California actually feels so good all the time. It's not because the humidity is low; it's because they have a really low dew point all the time. Got it. So the dry heat Arizona, very low dew point, very, very low hot. dew point, but it can be a, still uh, a relatively high humidity. It just is all it's all relative to okay. the dew point. Okay,
1: going to be honest, I know they're different. Humidity and dew point feel the same. I'll look into it more but i'm but i i, I will uh, on my weather app notice hey what's the humidity 70% dew point essentially what i'm hearing magic number if dew points below but like 55 it's at 55 or under it's okay to go outside you'll probably be able to let me, let me just you know, give you a real world example here today
0: so here in nashville today um, the humidity was 52% you know mm. in the middle of the day and you would you would hear that and think, oh, that's not bad. It's going to be you know ninety degrees, but humidity humidity is fifty percent. That's a relatively low humidity, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong, because our dew point okay. was seventy one. <laughs> which means oh. it feels like a wet blanket every yeah. time you go outside. Yeah, and so that's why that fifty two you know percent relative humidity number means nothing. And it's all about the dew point, because the dew point is how much of that 91 degrees is like saturated by water. And so yep. when 71 per, like, when it's 71 degrees of dew point and a 91 degree day, sucks to suck. That's what that
1: means. You can email Jesse.maggowan at gmail.com if you want more information on your weather needs. Jesse very
0: quickly, yeah, my weather epiphany. Dude, if your weather is, epiphany is quick, then it wasn't an epiphany. It, it it was a, a quick epiphanies
1: absolutely exist. My epiphany was when you're looking at the weather app, specifically mm-hmm. on the iPhone weather app, the Apple map, the Apple weather. Yep. And it says 30%, 40% chance of rain, 50% chance of rain, 60% chance of rain. I always assumed that was like, you know, where, wherever you are, it, it's like a 30% chance where it's, you know, going to rain. That is actually, that number, that percentage represents how much of the area you're in that actually is going to receive rain. So if I live in Seattle, you live in Nashville, and you look on the app and it says 40%, it just means 40% of Nashville is going to get rained on. It does not mean that all of Nashville has a 40% chance of
0: getting rain. That doesn't check out. I actually think you're wrong on that. No,
1: I'm not. I'm not you can Google it right now this is my right idea dear God guys talk about a co-host that isn't supportive I didn't challenge you once on dewpoint
0: did, did you hear I, my dew point like spiel to be I, honest I, there was nothing you, to contend
1: with you talked so much you lost me you could have said whatever you wanted you know I, I was quick Look, I could have concise. summarized
0: and just say find the dew point if it's over 70 don't do anything.
1: Okay. Find the area. If it's a percentage, that's just the percentage of the area that would get rained on and not the chance of rain. That is, that is a true fact.
0: Okay. All right. You know what? There's not enough time to really get into it. Um, but I'm gonna just uh, for the for the sake of continuing on forward because we're 15 minutes in, which hey, is really can, just can kind we of do list. this?
1: Can we do this, Jess? Can you just Tell take me. my word for it? Fact check. No, me I'm later. already
0: I'm already googling to see if you're wrong, <laughs>
1: <This but>. guys. <laughs> unbelievable. Well, oh, Jess, um, let's dive into the world of sports. We, sports. we loved sports. We loved talking about them. Um, there has been a couple things going on. Really, two things. We have fact- had. Two, two total two, two total, two total, big things. The MLB has been happening, sure, and the NBA has just continued to linger from the draft to trade demands to free agency, which is now main. It's still open, but the big wave has has kind of come through, and we can kind of start there in NBA free agency. Off the top of your head, do you have one team that you feel like? Is going to go into the next season, and you were they made you know significant strides based on signings and trades to be better.
0: Look, I'm okay with you starting with NBA. We had talked a little bit before the pod that we just we'd done so much NBA, but this is kind of like the last big hurrah of NBA news mm-hmm. before we really kind of do go into a hiatus of you know there's summer league, whatever. Chet Holgrim Chet Holgram is back. He blocked a three-pointer in the Summer League. Good for him. Saw that? Um, so I, I, this is a good spot because this is really where my head is kind of... This I, I, This feels like the wrap of the 2023... Like your Spotify wrap? Exactly. Spotify yep. wrap of the 22-23 NBA season. So I, I love I, it. I, look, I think the number one... The two things that come to mind would be the Suns have just... That team is been so... It's funny. It's not been so changed, but it's just it felt like such a... It was such a short glimpse at what that team was going to look like in the first place with Durant joining them because you only saw it for, I don't know, a grand total of maybe like 16 games before it was all said and done. Uh, To them now adding in the Beal element, they've made some other interesting moves around the fringes that are going to be potentially beneficial to them um you know i think they saw they got um they got the shooter that kd played with um shoot i'm blanking on his name uh
1: um, Yad-o- Yad-o-ama. yada yada uh, yada nope that that is Yena that is that. Yeno Yenawama. uh he was in brooklyn he
0: was in brooklyn over. we're doing we're off, we're off to a roaring yeah. start come on
1: here. come on get there it's, i gave I'm you a clue there.
0: I'm getting there. Watanabe. Watanabe. Yito Watanabe. So Watanabe getting in there. Eric Gordon getting into there. Um, some nice kind of like end of roster pieces. They are still a very top heavy team. It'll be interesting to see if um, Aiton actually sticks around or if he gets moved for another couple depth pieces. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this team had one more move to shake things up, but I don't know how good they're going to be, but it's going to be interesting to watch Booker Beal Durant plus whatever next year. So that team is not kind of like the off season top of mind team for me. Um, And then also uh, how do I, I guess Chris Paul on the Warriors is just interesting. I don't know how impactful it's going to be, but it's definitely interesting. So I was
1: listening to Draymond on Paul George's podcast. I saw a clip when I should say I'm listening. I watched 45 seconds and Paul George asked him about CP three joining the warriors and Draymond referenced a clip after the playoff series where Steph was at the podium talking to media. And he was saying that at a certain point, the Lakers just figured out what they're good at and they had no way to do something different there wasn't a change of pace. Like there wasn't a guy they could run it through. There wasn't a way for them to get variety. I think is the word that Steph used. And Draymond said, one of the big things that CP three is going to bring to the table is that variety. That is what the warriors bread and butter of like passing the ball guys, never stop moving screens, ball movement. That's fine. But if we need to slow it down, Steph's not a slow it down guy. It's not his game. You can't like he he can do it, but like when he does it, he's not comfortable with it. Draymond can kind of play that like point forward role at times, but Chris Ball, Chris Paul, it literally is. I'm gonna bring the ball up. I'm gonna slow things down, control the pace, look for what we got, and then we can still work within the system. And Chris Paul has been able to work himself into every system. You could argue he's also created those systems in like OKC and Houston and 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 obviously with Phoenix. But I I really thought it was a a, a good point by by Draymond is that based off what Steph was saying at the podium, that Chris Paul is gonna bring a level of variety that Steph and that team has never had. Cause even when KD came, like he just kind of jumped in and he was a ball stopper at at you know at points, but Chris Paul is going to able to, from the top of the key, slow things down. Hopefully, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I would think in a, you know, a pretty important and impactful way.
0: Yeah. I think of it in a, a slightly different way. Also look, if I can disagree with Draymond a little bit no, uh, I, I do, I do totally agree that, um, he's going to give them a different feel I, I also think that when Paul is playing with the starters, he's actually going to be able to fit into the style that the Warriors like to play better than not. Uh, huh. I just, I think Paul has often played the way that he has. but I don't know what it says. I think Chris Paul is smart enough to where he's going to get the the ball movement stuff that the Warriors do. But I think even more important than him being able to fit in with the Warriors starters is I think Chris is going to raise the floor and also expand the pool of players that can actually work on a Warriors bench. Cause I think the hard thing for the Warriors in the team building element of it is the way that they play is so cerebral and so specific That if you do not get the ball movement, the off-ball movement, the flow of the offense, you are such a hindrance to what they are trying to do. But what Chris Paul does is I think he brings like an element of like a classical offense to the to the team that's never been Steph Style, kind of what you're saying. And I think that if they I wouldn't be surprised if Paul sees a lot of time with the bench players. And actually, just letting the bench players play in a more traditional style. Like, he's kind a stabilizer.
1: Of he's a stabilizer.
0: Well, it's just I think he's a he knows how to play a more normal style of basketball. Like it actually would have been interesting to see like Wiseman if he had Paul to be his like running mate. Because sure. I think the problem with like a Wiseman was he never un- he could just he didn't have the quick thinking reactiveness to. Elevate like or to like work in the offense, and then the offense doesn't work by highlighting his athleticism. But Chris Paul can work with guys like that. So, I like, I don't know if I'm saying well, who, it did well, Paul, but who did Paul think, help to your point. Who did Paul help your Capella's? Um, no, I'm saying Aiden when he went to Phoenix, oh, sure. he, he, he made it.
1: Aiden who like he got Aiden his bag and his money. Like, I think that's a, a really you know keen call um, in regards to what he can do, to maybe this is actually what Draymond said in that clip: a cominga.
0: I think it's going to expand the pool of players that they can actually fill out their bench with, because Paul can work with a ton of different people and know how, and he can he can make a lot of different types of players succeed. So I think that's almost his benefit to the team is how how well he'll be able to elevate your just average NBA player. I
1: love it. I I totally am, am you know, just as interested in seeing how the journeyman Chris Paul, which is funny to say because he feels like the most uh, impactful NBA player that
0: has m- like been traded six times.
1: Yeah, yeah, because everywhere he, he's going. He is
0: like a lock Hall of Famer who has been traded a ton. Totally. He's had a really weird second half of his career.
1: Like he's not Carmelo. His whole
0: career has been weird.
1: Like he went from – New Orleans to the Clippers to Houston to OKC to Phoenix to Golden State. Is that all the teams there? I miss one. Uh, I I I'll
0: double check your work, but that sounds right.
1: I mean, technically, he got traded to the Wizards, but teams he actually put a jersey. Yeah, on for.
0: right. Yeah.
1: And all those spots, like it, you know, Houston. They had, I think, they had the best record in the league when he was there with Harden. Um, that was like a really good Houston team. OKC made the playoffs and he said, I'm not sitting. Obviously, Phoenix went to the finals. He was he became who he was in New Orleans. Clippers were a team that never met up to expectations. And so he's old. You know, like how do you how many games do you want to play Chris Paul? Like in the
0: regular right. season? 50? 50 That's the fascinating c- thing about him, though, to your point, is he makes he's always made his teams better when he goes there. Like always. He's like always. not like a Carmelo where it's just kind of an empty stats score and he just kind of bounces around at the tail end of the career just to see who will give him minutes like chris paul makes his teams better even even makes his teams better is what i just said uh well that's even, fact, that's factually fact <laughs> factually that's factually i don't even remember what word i made <laughs> up really uh, so yeah weird career and he's like a first ballot hall of famer um so i i'm really interested to watch the golden state section
1: can i transition to a different team the Bulls? Okay, let's talk Bulls. Yes, but I'm going to transition. I'm going to talk about a team that they. I wish they were. Oh I God. wish the Bulls had the Wizards offseason. I wish they traded Zach like they traded Beal. I wish they traded Brzingis and traded Jamar. I wish they signed, you know, Vucevic like they did Kuz, but then you flip him for an asset or something. And they just kind of kept a young core. They have uh Jones in there uh forgetting his first name Memphis point guard what's his name Uh, Tyus, Tyus Jones they obviously got Jordan Pool like they got young guys back if I'm a Wizards fan right now if I had to beat one of the two Bulls or a Wizards fan the Bulls are going to be better this year
0: What are we doing Where are we going I, I know and- man I just the teardown is such a It's such a... It's like you're not filling a cavity
1: because you don't want to go to the dentist. That's how it feels.
0: What? Which team?
1: The Bulls. They feel like there's this lingering pain. There's this like, oh, I know I have to get this cavity filled, or I know I have to get a root canal, but I'm going to push it down the road because I feel fine right now, and it's comfortable, and so let's, you know what, let's go another six months with the tooth seal. But the Wizards
0: are just like, you have the cavity, and you just change your toothpaste instead, because you just kind of instantly... The holistic teardown. They
1: got a new GM. They got rid of all the players from the old regime. They they put on veneers.
0: But the Bulls team is what it is. It's just the teardown is this nice mental reprieve for the fan because it gives you this idea of hope of, well, we you're, it's an admission of defeat, which is fine. But then it's this idea of that the perpetual teardown is guaranteed to give you the outcome and it's just not it's why I was never like I was never mad at the Bulls for trying to actually put together like a competitive roster I it didn't work for the Bulls and I get that it kind of sucks and now we're a little stuck and there you do have to figure out a way to pivot to the next thing but I was glad the Bulls took a shot at like spending some money on some players taking a chance on a guy. Look, they made the wrong decision on Jimmy. We can go back and we can hike retroactively criticize no, a ton no, of no, things no, I'm, that I'm the just, bulls have I'm done.
1: Just talking with the, but I,
0: season. I
1: enjoyed the last
0: two and a half years of the bulls more than I, I think the wizards fan are going to enjoy the next two and a half years of the wizards because their team's going to be awful and they're just going to be drafting between, uh, you know, two and seven for the next three years with the idea that maybe they're going to be, they don't have any building block players, like I just would rather have been like, I,
1: I'm I'm I'm. I just said let's talk about this offseason. But let's just go back two years. Like, <laughs> hold on, where or even even just I know, you know we're doing they, a, we're,
0: I know we're doing a traded, year in review. But let's go to 1997. They traded
1: quick. their pick. I'm just thinking about the Wizards did like a rebuild too late. Like I know they signed Beal and did all these things, but the Spurs were bad for what three years, four years. And I know the dream. scenario The, the Wizards out.
0: botched the rebuild. The previous front office should have traded Beal two years ago or earlier. But you couldn't say the same
1: thing about like I know the Bulls are better than the Wizards. We're in the, the same Bulls conference.
0: don't have the have never had the asset of a Beal. They never have.
1: We do right now.
0: Who? Who's the well, Beal level asset? He is not well, a Beal level asset.
1: I mean. I think that he is in because Beal I, was
0: pre-making crazy amount of money. Like Levine is in the top
1: tier, right behind Beal. That is in the low, is like in the lower echelon of that tier. Like he is a
0: C grade all star. Is that Levine? And what's Beal like?
1: A he's C plus? a B
0: plus all star.
1: Whoa, B plus. What's his impact that he's made to a basketball team?
0: I'm just saying. I think he's a he's not played very consistently, but like. At his at his best, Beal is a more reliable scorer. He's, I think he is more passable on defense. Look, he has I agree had a, he's
1: better. I agree he's a better. He's more complete player. But I don't know if it's that much different.
0: Zach is the best looking NBA player who's not a true star I've ever seen in my life. His jumper is so pure. He is so explosive. It is like his he's still his movement is so quick. And for whatever reason, he just he goes through these phases where he just jumps into guys at the rim and can't finish and doesn't draw fouls. The shot for as gorgeous as that release is does not go in nearly enough or he just his shot making is not or his shot decision making is not good enough to where he's putting himself in the situation to like be making enough shots. Just he just doesn't he just doesn't win. That's the problem with Zach. And look, you could say the same about Beale, but I'd take Beal right now over Zach. Yeah, I probably would too.
1: But I just don't think it's that much different. All right. Although and, I think
0: Levine is technically a better three point shooter. I have a different question for you. Okay.
1: No one's asking this question. And I don't maybe it's because it doesn't need to be asked. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best questions. But is Dame going to make that much of a difference on the team that trades for him?
0: Ooh. I mean, completely dependent on who he goes to. Okay, and let's think play out some he...
1: scenarios. Let's say that the Celtics trade for him and Jalen Brown is involved in that. Jalen Brown goes somewhere and Dame steps in and it's him and Tatum. Is Dame
0: making... A bigger impact than Jalen Brown. I have seen Dame dribble with his left hand, so <laughs> it's a great that, point. It's a strong that play. helps. Um, <sighs> I do. I do think the Celtics have a higher ceiling with Dame in that position with Brown. I do. Okay. Next team, the Heat.
1: And they're sending Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Are the Heat going to... uh, I mean, they just went to the finals without him, right? And I know there was all these events that transpired and happened and and took place in order for them to arrive there. But are the Heat going to the finals again with Dame and winning?
0: I mean, with Gabe Vincent gone, they might not even make the playoffs. Uh,
1: That's Sneaky loss, dude. Sneaky pickup for the Lakers. Talk about a team that did a great job. I hope he
0: I no offense to Gabe Vincent, but I hope he absolutely craters as a player after like I love that the Lakers signed the flash in the pan player and I hope he collapses and he got his money so he can collapse now. It's fine. Um, it it just for the record, it is different than
1: rooting for injury. It's just rooting for the demise of a career.
0: And just just a mass regression of all his success as a player. I don't so want to get hurt, not at all. No, uh, of
1: course not. Answer the heat question.
0: Uh, for whatever reason, that seems that's less interesting to me. Uh, um,
1: see, I think it's more interesting. I like the Bam Jimmy Dame combo than a JT you know, whatever Derek, Wright, Derek White. I don't, I
0: don't want Dame having a a really credible argument for being the best player on the team he goes to. I want him to be able to really Mm -hmm. lean on another guy. And I think there's a, there's a, it'd be hard to make the argument that true, that like Jimmy is truly more skilled than Dame. Like they are both a little bit older. They are both, you know, Dame's highly consistent on his production when he's playing. Jimmy's a little streakier. He's pretty consistent when he's on the court, but for that like I don't like that he becomes the new face basically in Miami. Like I want Dame going where he can like he can come in there and be like a elite second player. I want like so for me that's Boston and he cuz you know if just purely on age and like upside Tatum is considered the better player right now. And the fact that he's his size, I love Dame as a wingman for him. I think, I think Philly is interesting. I think him with Embiid is an interesting combination. I think that would really allow Dame to show like his actual impact as a point guard and not just a scorer. I think, I think Dame is actually a decent point guard too. So I like him playing, being able to play a two man game with Embiid. I like that. Um, I don't think. uh, I mean, I just don't ultimately think
1: that anywhere Dame gets traded to, the team could be better. You know, probably will be better. You swap out Dame for Harden, you probably want Dame over Harden, right? Smaller guy, their defense is probably the same. You know, and just pick any destination. I, I unless he goes to the Lakers somehow. Right. Like unless that's which literally they could, they don't have the assets to get him. So it doesn't even matter or the money probably, but like there isn't a spot that actually makes sense. And, and like there's a a cap fit, there's a team fit, there's an asset fit that actually Portland could, you know, say yes to a deal that I feel brings that team to a level where it's like they can do more than what they did last year. That's how I feel about Dame.
0: It feels like a little bit of a And I, and I'll, really quick a, just a reflection mean of the fact that Dame hasn't gotten anywhere and so you don't think he can well, go he, anywhere He went to the West Finals. And he went to the West Finals in a weird season uh in terms of like what the matchups were. But I I think that's a little unfair. I think Dame has another 2 years of really high level impact in him. And, and here's I the thing. do think that if he gets in the right team where he does not have to be the best guy and there is a like uh, a team of players around him that allow him to just like he is as close to as, like, as far as shooting threats go. He is as close to a Steph Curry as we've seen in the Steph Curry era in terms of his shot making, his range, like the space he needs to pull up, his movement like he is. I think him playing in Portland is also just kind of like not giving him the true ceiling of like what who he is as a player in his career cuz Portland's just that small market that doesn't get the airtime it's west coast so his games are always late. So I do think that if like most of the playoff teams swapped who their second best player was last year and replaced it with Dame, I think their ceiling goes up. I don't know if there's many teams in the playoffs as a whole where if you took the second best player out and put in Dame, they don't go up with their ceiling.
1: I totally see your point. And to caveat my own point, should that team make the trade for Dame? Yes. But I I still don't think it changes enough based on what you have to get. I mean, we saw this with KD, right? It's like you got KD, but you lost all your wings. I actually just you lost all know. your defense.
0: I don't, but I just don't think you're you are getting the same package for Dame because of his contract, because of his age, because he's a point guard. Like Kevin Durant's a little bit of an outlier in that regard. Um, I know the deal will be a little different, but you see my point, and you you will at to yeah, an you extent, can't, have to
1: can't. remove these impact players. Like, Duncan Robinson was a real playoff dude, and I'm not saying he's, like, the main part of his heat trade. It's going to be Tyler Hero, who unfortunately broke his hand so he couldn't play. And whatever pick spot. Pick if swaps, you're telling me but, Duncan Robinson is a
0: deal-breaker for you...
1: No, no, no. But they haven't done that deal for a reason, right? So Portland's going, it's not enough. And, yeah, and I think,
0: yeah, that's, that's the reason. It's not Miami saying it's not so worth it. So that's what it's, I'm saying,
1: is so they have to give more... And they have to give more potentially the impact dudes. I just think trading for KD and trading away players like a Cam Johnson and Bridges, which I know the deal will be different. Yes, you get KD, but you have to give up so much. And now your depth is, is like to the, to the, like it's gone. And so when you trade for a Dame, I just would hope that that team doesn't trade away real impact role players that do things like guard Wings or guard anyone or guard a high-level player at all, you know. Yes, Dame's there for his score. If you're the
0: Nuggets, would you trade Murray for Dame?
1: Straight up, no. I think it's so you've you're you have such a good thing going. You wouldn't dude. I'd do that in a heartbeat.
0: Straight up, how much older is is Murray than for Dame? I mean, Dame's probably six years older. So you're you're probably taking four years off your quote-unquote window Bro,
1: murray was hitting dame shots in the playoffs i know but he's but
0: that's well, we but had this argument though and you you argued for jamal i've said i said jamal has showed it in big moments but dame is that guy and murray's not some lockdown defender i'm telling you i think the only he's two better teams, defender than dame. i've been trying to th- i mean he's just bigger than dame so that's going to help but I think the only two teams that I would not trade my second best player from last year playoffs in exchange for Damian Lillard, if I'm thinking about this right, would be, I'm probably missing one team, but and you can tell me, is the Lakers and the Suns. Because if I'm the Suns, I'm not trading Booker for Dame. And if I'm the Lakers, I'm not trading AD for Dame. It's just too big of a... For Booker... Booker's just, he's, I think he's, he's a level above. And I think for AD is just too different of well, a player.
1: It also doesn't make sense for Portland getting back Jamal and having Anthony having scoot. Like,
0: well, I know. I know. I let's take that aside though. I'm just saying, I think every other team, like if I'm the timberwolves, I'll take, I'll trade cat for Dame. Uh, of course. If I'm, which if i I'm,
1: honestly might've been a, because that wouldn't be bad for Portland. Like if you look at your own core and you add cat into that. It's not, it's not that bad. Dude,
0: it would have been so sick if the Warriors could have figured out some way to get Dame.
1: Well, <sighs> like, basically, if you, you still Dame had the pool? Jordan, if
0: you put Dame in the Jordan Poole spot. Well, Clay would have to go in the Jordan Poole spot. No, but I'm saying. like... off
1: the bench. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, no, but I'm just saying, oh. like, the role that Jordan Poole played for the Warriors last year, if you put. Damian Lillard in that spot instead.
1: You would have to send Poole, Moody, Kaminga.
0: Send them all, man. I mean, I, I, dude, that would have been
1: so sick. I don't even know if that would have really worked. For I feel like had... I mean, has they they played the,
0: that small ball lineup. They would uh, play Clay, Pool, Curry. Like, there's no. Like, <laughs> it didn't really work out. Well, it's because no, it Poole did, was it ass. Did, it did the year they won the exactly, and it did the year the the year they won the championship because Poole was hitting shots like a machine yeah yeah that's true i mean and yeah that would be crazy do you want do you want dame on the bulls if there were i actually thought about that i am again because the teardown is just such this like this oh what's the word i'm thinking of not hallucination Smart but that mirage, that mirage the the teardown is this mirage it's this oasis in the desert we're going like Oh look at that! It's oh yeah. Beautiful Let's get assets to and young to. players, and we can try to actually rebuild. The Bulls something. did it already, and it's just it it's just never guaranteed. Like, I get it's a thing, but like look at the Sixers; they did their teardown for eight years, and I guess it's kind of worked. But the only player that's left there from their teardown is Embiid. Like a bunch of those players don't pan out. A bunch of those picks don't pan out. Yeah, you, have so Bulls, you have to get lucky. You have to get lucky. I would honestly, I would rather them trade Levine for Dame straight up and give DeRozan Dame and then the pieces a shot at it like let's go i'll t- give me that i'll take that right now nah,
1: they're gonna need more than just levine they're gonna need like I- why the levine's or-
0: six years young or th- four years younger sure throw him io that's fine he's a free agent anyways throw him pat a- will
1: really jack that jack levine and pat will for, for
0: dame that's a lot just because of how much older you're getting as a team and i'm still holding out this irrational hope for patrick williams this, um, is,
1: this is like drafting like Travis right, Kelsey, Lonzo,
0: Keenan Allen, uh, Nick Lonzo Chubb. and <laughs> Levine for between the two of them, there's one and a half good knees. So, dude, Levonzo, it's too sad. Don't make jokes about Lonzo. I'm sorry. I, I, it's the only way I can cover up for
1: how sad I am. Oh, the team was really good when he was playing with Caruso and everyone else. Yeah,
0: I, I, if that trade existed, if it was Levine, what else would you have to give up? I I mean, figure out the fringe pieces, but I would do that, Levine for for Lillard. Yeah, I, again, is that not enough for the
1: Portland? Do you think? It just they they're taking on guards that they don't want. Like it, they they are. Want, mean, they, they want a forward or like Levine's young pitch a back. half passable sp-
0: a, a three. He's he yeah. can play the three. <laughs> he can't guard a three. Uh, it depends on the three. Yeah, well, sure, sure. If it's a Torrey
1: Craig, who the Bulls signed then then maybe it would work out. They'll they'll do great in in uh in practice guarding against each other.
0: All right, Jens. This for us not for this not being an NBA podcast. This has been a lot of NBA. Also, if you hear my crying 3-month-old in the background. Well, that's my crying 3-month-old. 3 months. Is what it, is what it is. Hope by quick. It does. It goes fast. He's already it's already tell me how he's not taking he's not going to take out the trash and he won't clean his room. It's, Jess, you got a question for me. I do. No, do you? Uh <laughs> I, <know>. I do? <laughs> no, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> look, we've just we've done a lot of NBA that wasn't really I mean, look, none of this episode was really that planned. Maybe it's just an NBA. You know, this don't is let our the NBA people rap. know.
1: J- don't let the people know. You don't need to
0: tell them, you know? We're good. Jens, I guess is your sport Where is your sports head? Where is your sports head at? Is it already moved on to football? <laughs> Is that too weird of a way to phrase no, that? No, I love it. Where's, where's your, your sports, sports brain? Sports uh, brain. Sport. Is it already moved on to football? Are you like, are you keen in on the final golf major? Have you been watching sure, any sure, of the Formula sure. One? It was Have you been awesome. Watching any Cubs games? Like, Here, where's yeah, yeah, the, yeah, where's yeah, totally. your sports brain? Um,
1: <laughs> it's such a good question. You know, really good. Thank I've you. been. I watched Ricky win the Rocket Mortgage, and that was a lot of fun. That's what I watched last weekend. I have been keeping up on the Cubs as we get closer to the All Star break because I think that um, it has, like, there's real playoff implications with this team, and that's very exciting. I love playoff baseball as much as any other sport. Like, playoff regular season or MLB regular season, it's good, it's fine. Playoff baseball is so. So, so good. So the fact that the Cubs are kind of like, oh, wow, like they're however many games behind the division leader in the NL Central, like that's exciting to me. Um yeah, And then up now. I'm getting
0: random NFL alert. It's so they, funny that they, they just had a bad streak. They were up to, I think, second and then they just lost like four out of five or like five out of six. And now they are back down into fourth in the division. Uh, and seven games back, I think they were they were uh, as close as a game and a half back of first, mm. and now they're no, back to seven season. games back.
1: It's tough. They have they have another like 120 games to play, so I'm sure we'll climb it. Back <laughs> Approximately, up. yeah, it's out there. Uh, I did watch the Austria Grand Prix. Um, I here's the thing about F one for me, as a casual watcher, is I'm only watching for Max to not get first. Okay. That's the only interesting part to me. So I will tune into a a race. I watch him. He's in pole position. Most of the time he'll kind of just clear away and there'll be some like, you know, pit drama. He pits, you know, whoever Hamilton or Leclerc, you know, jumps ahead and then, they pit and he jumps back ahead. So I'm only interested in Max losing and it doesn't happen. And so <laughs> and so F1 to me, it's like um Jesse. I'm gonna I'm about to give you a little glimpse into my world. So I watch a lot of video game streamers. Like almost every day I have it on the background. They play, you know, Apex, Call of Duty, you know, whatever it is. But there has been this game called Only Up that these streamers are playing. And it okay. and it it is there's no checkpoints. It takes like 10 to 12 hours to finish. And what you do is you just keep climbing these buildings, obstacles. You kind of take, think of like doodle jump, but like build out in this expansive world. And you keep going up and up and up. If you fall, you go all the way back to the bottom, but you don't die. You never die. You just now have to restart. There's literally nothing. So it's so frustrating to see these guys climb, 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 climb. And then like when they fall, it's hilarious, right? Cause you're watching them. They put in hours of work. It's so funny. I'm waiting for the max fall, and I'm ready for it, and it just isn't coming. <laughs> so that's why F one to me isn't like
0: awesome right now. You want to know where my video game angst is coming from? Where? All right, pixel golf. Yes. Okay. Have you've competed in the majors, presumably? Oh, the final what, one. What is your best? I haven't even finish. completed. I haven't you completed either. No, 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 <laughs> no. The U.S.
1: Open in pixel golf is in. Im- It's impossible. The trees are like, um, they're so stupid. It's unbelievable. I have tried, oh, probably a hundred times.
0: Probably a hundred, maybe more than that. Oh my gosh. I'll be like five under at the turn or four under at the turn, and all of a sudden, just this tree comes out, and you have no idea if you can hit out of that lie or you have to take some stupid drop. Totally. I've uh, not finished. P- Pixel I, golf is I've my client. I've gotten climb. first in every single every other tournament. major, every other major, every other tournament, you. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. except yeah. that one. <laughs> it's awful. It's the. I need to actually ask you for like a week. Like, yeah. what's your best finish? No, nope. and the correct answer is I've not finished. I have not finished. It's so dumb.
1: Because why perfect. would I want to finish? Oh yeah, man, got seventh. Yeah, Fifty-fifth. Right, yeah. perfect. No oh, seventh.
0: Wow, good finish. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I haven't cracked the top fifty. I'll double check. But I don't um, think I finished. No, look, I'm with you. It is So this is kind of like one of the first seasons as like um me also being a Formula One fan where it's really not even like a question who's going to win the race. Like the car is that much better and the driver is that consistent that Max is just going to win unless he has a failure. Like his car like actually breaks down which is more than normal for formula one than you'd think. Like it actually really right. is this like competition between teams to who can build the best car. And can you have the best driver once you've built the best car? Right. I mean, that was the Lewis Hamilton era from like 2014 to 2020, like Hamilton just dominated everything. Uh, so I'm trying to learn how to like appreciate other stuff. And I do feel like I do appreciate a little bit the battles for all the different positions, but I am kind of with you, where I just, I just wish he had to fight for it a little more. Yes, on a it's race a, race basis. Great, I don't, want I don't to care lose. if he wins all the time. Just want him to, fight. I just want him to have to fight totally. for it a little bit more.
1: Like when there so, are these 10-second gaps and there's like twenty laps left, and he's just that far ahead of whoever Leclerc, you know, signs, whatever. I'm like. So I'm hoping for a crash, and that's not fun. Like, I don't want you to Or, crash. like, yellow
0: flags so that the field bunches up. But then yeah. as soon as the field bunches up, he just Boom. takes off again. Because he's, he's
1: gone. so good after a yellow flag of creating that speed so quickly. After,
0: dude, after a safety car, he just he's just gone, man. He's gone. Crazy.
1: He's so good at, at like, leaving He them. times it up. So, oh. well, yeah.
0: so, yeah, I am actually, like, I'm learning about my, like, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, huh, am I a fan of this sport when it's not as, like, competitive at the top week in, week out. And so I'm like, try, I'm going to figure out like I've still watched most of the races um, when I've been able to, uh, but yeah, there, I've been tempted a couple times to be like, cause I'm usually watching them behind cause the races are like, because most of them are in Europe. They're at like 8am on a Sunday. I'm usually at church. And so I'll usually go back and watch them later. Man and I've been God. tempted a few times to go and be like, I'm just going to go check the standings. And unless something crazy happened, I might not watch this. But then it's like, ah, I'll just watch it. Because it's a nice passive sport as well. It's going to be on while you're doing other stuff as well. Um, the other one, Jens, I don't think we've talked about yet. Uh, and we'll wrap with the, the pod with this. Where my sports head... <laughs> Guess stop saying that sports yeah. brain. Sports, sports brain head sounds like sports brain. what do you weird. what
1: sport turns you on? That's what that sounds like.
0: Uh, to the pure, all things are pure. I am apparently not very pure.
1: All right, Tozer, what you got?
0: Um so wow, the pulling the tozer reference. Nicely done. Um Connor Bedard is mm. now and officially a Chicago Blackhawk. Uh, so great I've been, I've, you know, around the draft, the draft was actually in Nashville. It was my wife's birthday. So I was, otherwise I was thinking of going to the draft cause that could have been fun. Also shout out NHL. I think it's one of the really cool things the NHL does. I don't know if you've noticed this with their draft. So on draft night, all 30 teams, like the front offices of the teams are in the arena and on the floor. So like, if you picture a basketball arena, There are 30 just like huge long tables on the floor of the arena. And that's where like the general managers and all the scouts sit during the draft. And so as the draft's going on, like literally the people making the decisions are in the room, on the floor, making all the decisions. Like when any trades are happening, like it's actually happening like in the room, which I think is way cooler than everybody having like their war room in their stadium. I like that part. I hate that they all go on stage. Which part?
1: And the whole front
0: office goes on stage to make to make the pick,
1: oh, uh, I didn't
0: watch any of that. I missed that. Are You sure? Maybe that was so, just for like the first couple picks.
1: Nope, nope. For the whole first round, everyone yeah. that is at those tables or the majority of them that's part of the first round, they go up, and the GM or whoever, like Carey Price for the Canadians, made the pick.
0: Yeah, this, that's this that's dumb. Stay at your table. You should just submit your pick, and the commissioner should announce the pick, like everywhere else. so Did you see- I, need, I need a combination of, I want Jerry Jones sitting on the floor of like the, you know yeah. United Center making his picks. I don't need him in his little war room in the bottom of the Dallas Stadium, but then I need you know, but you could stay in your seat, Jerry. We don't need you on stage. Did you see the video of the Blackhawks
1: GM, Kyle Davidson? And him being interviewed in the streets of Nashville. Oh, uh, yeah. You see on the this? street,
0: the street interview. Kyle and, from Chicago. And- they did yeah.
1: not know that it was no the GM the and they best. were asking him, he's like, can you name They're where you are on a scale of one to 10 as an NHL fan? He's like, I'm like a four or five. <laughs> no, no,
0: he said like, what's your hockey knowledge? And he goes, I Oh yeah, I like go four. Like four, four yes.
1: And then he's like, name <laughs> some players. And he just names all these Blackhawks players. Was like, like oh, That's like a rattles lot. Rattles
0: off like 20 guys from all the championship teams. Or he said something like,
1: do you know a lot of hockey? And, and he goes, eh, some people don't think I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was really well. I heard like, a lot of people thought it was fake. Supposedly it was actually legit that he just oh, like, did it like, legit. A, a street interview. Yeah, that's awesome. That was well done by him. It was well done. Yeah. So yeah, Jens, I'm trying to figure out how excited I'm allowed to be about this season of the Blackhawks. Um, I've really di- I've, I've, dove in hard to the Blackhawks podcast world around the draft time. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get a feel for the team as a whole. You know, Kevin Korczynski, you've got, you know, uh, Reichel is another developer. Like, and it seems like the Blackhawks are probably two years away from being actually competitive about anything. Um, but you're excited. Oh, I'm, ex- I'm pumped because, you know, we got Connor Bedard and he's oh, 17 or 18 or something. So the Blackhawks tore it down for a few years, correct? I mean, you could argue not really because they kept a ton of their core pieces oh, around they for good? a long time. Were they no, good? No, they were, they were bad, but oh, they, so they lucked. But to them lucking into getting oh, the number one overall interesting. pick. interesting. Isn't that how things work? They can work that way. The the, the Bulls so could have gotten the number one so overall pick Blackhawks, this year. the Blackhawks? The Bulls were in the lottery this year. First the Bulls off, were in the lottery this year. They did not have the odds. If you had, have had, had the added odds, Victor Wendman No, and Benyama, no,
1: no. It's way different. The Blackhawks no, but had But the Blackhawks had not
0: traded Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves until this season. They it's, held it's on to their hockey. core
1: guys. It's different. You can do that and still be bad. Oh,
0: now it's different. Oh, oh now no, it's different. It is. You
1: have to. But you like the teardown, got the guy, and
0: he move forward. But you don't want the Bulls to do that, dude. It's amazing. No, I, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying every now and then I like them trying to put together a team that sure. could win something. And now the team that they put, put together hasn't worked out. But I don't. You don't just like. Now they've got to figure out the pivot, but I'm not saying the pivot is necessarily blow the whole thing up. Like, I just think you can playing find some out the
1: season where Demar's on an expiring, and like. we back
0: to the bull. No, stop, just stop. I just, just stop, think
1: it's interesting how you are trying to say they're different it's kind of the same, kind of the same. You're excited. No, about they Black just Cox. got a
0: better outcome this time. They, the, the, you I was okay. Can't get the with- outcome unless you try to tear it down. <laughs> So look, I don't think the Blackhawks are going to be very good this year. I think we get to watch Connor Bedard develop a little bit, but I think he's like barely eighteen, so he's just still figuring it out. Um, and they've got some other young prospects. The guy they actually drafted—this is also a weird thing in hockey that I don't totally get because well, I just don't know a ton about like draft hockey. But so the their first-round draft pick after Connor Bedard because they had two first-round draft picks this year was a guy named uh, something Connor Moore, not Connor, uh, something more. And he was supposedly like a steal to get him where they got him at like pick 19. Like he was projected as a top 10 pick, incredible skater, but he's playing for Boston College next year. So they drafted him, but he's playing in the college system scene, which is like in NFL, NBA. You go to college first, and then you get drafted. But in NHL, you can get drafted and then go to college still. So the Blackhawks MLBs have this is guy like that
1: too, right? Uh, no,
0: no. If you're drafted, to... you go straight into the minors. Okay. Now some players will go straight from high school to an organization, or they'll go to college and then an organization. But you would not get drafted and then Got return it. to college. Got it. Uh, the only, I mean, the only thing that happens like that is in the NBA. You get some Euro League guys will get drafted. Their rights will get drafted. Like, remember Nikola Mirotic for the Bulls back in the day? Yeah. He was Euro he was, under MVP. Contract. He was under contract with Madrid, and the Bulls drafted him, but he didn't come over for like another two years. So that, but I, that just has to do with like different leagues have different contract things versus your eligibility. But, anyways, I'm excited about the Conor Bedard era.
1: I'm excited as well.
0: I think it's the first uh, uh, I just, hockey jersey I, I, I'm, I'm going to get. I need to not. I need to not get ahead of myself a little bit. Cause I think it's going to be like 2025 20, before the Hawks actually have like a proper contending roster.
1: Mm. Hey man, the bulls will have just won their championship. You know,
0: the bulls will won the championship. Justin Fields will be winning his uh, league MVP. Um, Oh, hold on. Benji, Benji will need his next size up of his Justin Fields Jersey. He's just about ready to fit oh, into his first so Justin sweet. Fields Jersey. He is going to be ready for, uh, uh, For training camp for the bull for the Bears, that's for sure.
1: That's the best. I can't wait to see him in a field jersey. And I can't wait for Fields to be good. Question mark.
0: Dude, can I just tell you how I feel about this Bears season? This is like a knock on what they're we're we're gonna carry it on in the next pod. That is that is a teaser of all teasers. All right, all right, gents. Thanks for joining me for this midweek. No idea where we we're gonna go, but Jens, all I know is when we turn it when we get the cameras rolling, we we end up talking about something way longer than we ever thought we would. Uh, Jens, any final thoughts? Check your dew points.